So the Ford administration, in an effort to speed up construction of housing, has decided to eat away at some 7,400 acres of the Greenbelt. Now, they're going to trade for it with an even larger quantity of land, but the big question mark for people is, first of all, isn't the Greenbelt sacred? Second of all, how much is that land actually worth to anyone? Um, We are joined right now by the Ontario Housing Minister, Steve Clark. Welcome back, sir. Uh, thanks for having me back, John. Good All morning. right. Uh, listen, let me play you a clip of your leader and the premier uh, from 2018. Unequivocally, we won't touch the green belt. Uh, unlike other governments that don't listen to people, I've heard it loud and clear. People don't want me touching the green belt. We won't touch the green belt. But all my friends, I listen to you. You don't want me touching the green belt. We won't touch the green belt. Okay. Steve Clark, that's pretty unequivocal. <laughs> Yeah, and and in 2018, uh, you know, in the middle of the election, that uh, that was a uh, something the premier said. Uh, you know, John, the situation's changed. Our our policies have to change with it. The housing supply crisis uh, in 2022 is so much more severe than what we faced in 2018. We've had two elections this year at our level in June, and the municipal level last week. Housing was top of mind, and and there's literally a generation who don't have a path to home ownership, we've, we've had to uh, course correct our policies. That's why I posted uh, at the end of the day, the 15 properties that we're gonna be removing from the Greenbelt, we'll be able to build a minimum of 50,000 homes. And as you rightly pointed out, we're gonna be adding urban river valleys and part of the Periscope Moraine to have a net gain in the Greenbelt of approximately 2,000 acres. So. Our approach uh, will expand the green belt. It'll enhance protection for these lands. But at the same time, we're making a major step towards resolving our housing supply crisis. Right. But the one of the issues I think is, is most people think of the green belt as a sweet idea that it's it's you know can go kayaking and uh, have a good time. I mean, the idea was to contain urban sprawl, but also to protect certain critical lands, for example, that are responsible for drainage and the source of water and all that kind of other stuff. Um, So how are we not tinkering with that, perhaps to our detriment? Well, the, the 15 sites that we identified have some pretty specific criteria associated with them, not just the fact that we're we're going to ensure an overall greenbelt expansion, which was number one. The the fact was that you know all of these 15 properties are adjacent to the greenbelt boundaries. They're adjacent to an existing urban area. Some of them, there's a subdivision right there. But the other point that I want to stress to people is these areas were either service land or they were readily serviced, right? The literally the pipes were across the the, the road. So, you know, and servicing is such a, an important part of, of being able to develop land. So we had to identify whether there was the potential for homes to be built. So to your point, you know, was there, uh, you know, uh, some natural heritage that we needed to retain? But these sites are all ready to go. Some of them actually have council resolutions, uh, letters from the mayor. So we were very uh, direct in terms of the five criteria that resulted in the 15 sites. Um, but also uh, the Periscope Moraine piece and the uh, Urban River Valleys was something that the government consulted on last year. And we felt very important that uh, that in this case, you're able to have that minimum 50,000 homes, uh, but at the same time growing the green belt. And the 50,000 is important because you and I have talked about this, John. The fact is, last year we had our best housing start year in over 30 years. We had 100,000 starts. 
And what's changed? We know we're not going to have that type of uh, housing starts this year, right? We're not going to hit 100,000. And for us to hit the goal that we promised Ontarians, which was 1.5 million to be built over the next decade, we, we've got to build a lot more. You know, okay. 100,000 is, is not going to, to get us there. And then the final thing I'll add is last week's announcement by the federal government on the immigration piece, where we're going to be having, you know, 500,000 more people here. You know, 60% of them are going to come to Ontario. And that's going to further uh, challenge us in terms of housing starts. Okay. Is this not overly generous um, to uh, developers and some uh, land speculators? You know, I, I think we, we've put a proviso in that it's our expectation that these new homes are going to be, uh, there are going to be shovels in the ground by 2025. We need to see substantial approvals and implementation by the end of this year. And if those conditions aren't met, I'm prepared to return the properties back to the green belt. So, you know, we've chosen these properties for a reason that we're able to get shovels in the ground faster. But if there is some complication, we'll post just like I did Friday to put the properties back in. So there are those protections. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, John. Have a great day.